Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it's good to be home this Sunday. Um, It's a little known fact uh, that priests do not get to travel um, as much as most other professions. Uh, It's one of the things I never thought about when entering into the vocation of priest, that I would be sort of tied uh, very carefully to a local community um, and never see much else other than the local community. Uh, But I did get the opportunity to get out, to escape for a little while and um, of all places to go, I went to Sheboygan, Wisconsin. So, so while most people go to, uh, someone's leaving for Miami and New York or Boston and Chicago, I got to go to Sheboygan. Um, I preached at the institution or installation of a dear friend of mine uh, as rector of a very old church in Sheboygan um, and did so in the presence of three bishops and the dean of a seminary um, and a lot of other people. Um, and I did not embarrass you, I hope. I only used the word y'all once. Uh, so so that didn't, I don't come back bringing shame to our beloved St. John's. Uh, one thing while I travel, uh, I got to watch TV, which is not something I very often get to do in the evenings uh, for periods of time or, or we're either watching um, Phineas and Ferb or, or something other than things I might be interested in. Uh, but we got to watch TV and I was surprised at what all was showing. Uh, it seems every year, and I'd sort of forgotten about this, there is sort of a crusade to debunk or deconstruct the Christian faith. And this is no different. You know, every year around Christmas and Easter, the high holy days, there become sort of attacks, if you will, or pricks of the Christian faith. And while I was in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, um, there were three or four shows I noticed. The Real Tomb, or Uncovering the Real Tomb, the Lost Tomb of Jesus. Uh, these men worked very hard and sort of came up with scientific explanations and theses uh, that Jesus actually did not rise from the dead, but yet his tomb was buried, or he had an actual tomb where his bones could be found. And they spent a great deal of effort exploring that. The historic Jesus was another one where what we learn about in scripture or what is told to us in scripture is not exactly accurate. And so they did scientific inquiry through uh, historical criticism to find out the real Jesus, the historic Jesus. And there was another one that was titled who Jesus really is. Who <clears throat> Jesus really is. And it looks at cultural contexts and other world faiths and what they say about Jesus to tell us who Jesus really is. And I was sort of uh, found it comical and and somewhat uh, troubled at the same time, uh, sort of juxtaposing those television shows against this morning's gospel reading as I was trying to construct a sermon Uh, This week, I hope successfully, but when I was trying to construct it, uh, those shows were on and it it was just an odd contradiction because the disciples themselves, if you noticed in the gospel, uh, didn't know who Jesus really was either. And they were standing in his presence. And while they still disbelieved for joy and wondered, Jesus said to them, have you anything to eat? And and he takes fish and eats. He's standing in their midst and they don't believe it. 
They disbelieved. They were confused. They wondered. So if they were in the same room with Jesus while he's eating fish and they're touching him and things like that, how can we expect that people in our own day using scientific inquiry can have any better an idea of who Jesus was than the disciples? There's a key, though, in this morning's gospel that would answer every sort of criticism and things like that on the television um, and give us the answer to find out, discover who Jesus truly was. And he opened their minds to understand scripture. Luke records that. He opened their minds to understand scripture. So it is only, it is only when they understand scripture that they understand who Jesus is. That their disbelief ends, that their wondering ends. It is only when they understand the scriptures that they understand who Jesus is. Now, the scriptures uh, are very important. In that one line, they understood the scriptures. Only when they understood the scriptures tells us some important things about our own spiritual journey. We cannot know, no matter how much television we watch, we cannot know who Jesus is until we ourselves understand scriptures. Now, what are scriptures? Here in the gospel, it's referring to the Old Testament. The scriptures, we say, contain God's revelation. We say there is no way to know anything about God other than what he has revealed to us. The only way we know about God is what he has told us about himself. So scriptures contain that revelation. They contain the stories of that revelation. That is how we understand who God is by what is revealed, captured in the stories and the narratives of the Old Testament. The Old Testament, the scriptures also contain the story of humanity from its beginning to its fall to its expulsion. In that is a metaphysic where we understand how God relates to us, how we relate to God and how we relate to one another. A very important story That tells us exactly who we are, who God is, how we relate. Lastly, the Old Testament reveals the plan of salvation. Again, from our fall or when we were created good and in the image of God. Our expulsion when we were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. To time after time after time, God reaching out and offering us reconciliation from our trying to come back into a right relationship with God, a saving relationship with God. The Old Testament contains all those things. And this morning, in our Sunday school class, we were discussing how they could not have known. It seems maybe something for some of us who are churched or been going to church a while, it seems so elementary. But the disciples themselves, although they were students of the scriptures, they were faithful Jewish people who had heard scriptures their entire life never got that the Psalms were speaking of Jesus. They never got that Isaiah was prophesying Jesus. They never understood that all the other minor prophets were prophesying Jesus who was standing in front of them. And when they understood, aha, that's Jesus that the Old Testament speaks of. That is Jesus, the man the Old Testament speaks of. They understood their disbelief ended. So, if we want to know who Jesus is, brothers and sisters, 
We do not look to the television, but we look to the scriptures. And we must look to the scriptures with a certain attitude. There's a way to go about reading Holy Scriptures. First and most important is prayerfully. As you notice, when we gather here on Sunday mornings and holy days and at other times, we don't just willy-nilly sort of throw out a Bible or throw out readings uh, while we're talking casually or doing other things. We read with intent. When we come here, the first thing we do before the service even starts, y'all pray, we pray, the altar party and choir prays before we even enter and begin our worship. Then we have several prayers and praises that we offer to God that we may understand God's word, that it may affect us, that we may gain and understand God's revelation to us, that we may be inspired through that, that we may be moved, that we may meet God himself through the reading of scriptures. So it's a very serious thing we're about when we read scripture on Sunday morning. And when we read scripture at home or on the plane or the bus, we should go about it just as seriously. Although probably without vestments or, or torches. I don't think they like torches on airplanes, but we can still pray. Right? We pray that we may understand them, that God may be with us, that his Holy Spirit may fill our hearts. Because we meet God in those scriptures. We meet God's revelation Everything necessary to our salvation is contained in the Holy Scriptures. And that's extremely important and beautiful and holy. So we pray, as our collect prayed this morning, to have our eyes opened to see the truth. We must also read the Scriptures through the lens of the deposit of faith. Through the lens of the church. Now the deposit of faith is a word we don't use probably too often in conversations. Uh, but what that is talking about, the deposit of faith, is since the time of the apostles, the work that has been done, the collective work that has been done to understand the scriptures, the collective prayers that have been made to understand the scriptures, the collective evangelism that has been done. Um, so it is the work, the collective work of the church together. It is the ecumenical councils when bishops came from all over the world to one place to define clearly who Jesus is, to define clearly what the church is, to define clearly doctrine that we consider extremely important. So we must look at scriptures through the lens of the deposit of faith. And we do that here. uh, And one example is following the liturgical calendar. There's Christmas, there's Advent. We start with Advent. We prepare ourselves for Christmas and for Christ's second coming. Epiphany, which is God making himself known to the world in Jesus Christ. Then there's Lent, spiritual preparation for the resurrection. Then there's the Ascension, Pentecost. We follow the whole calendar and this deposit of faith around. And these celebrations and festivals and feasts and fasts help us understand Scripture and who Jesus is. It brings us closer. So we must read scripture through the lens of faith, the deposit of faith. We can't just sort of willy-nilly on our own pick up the Bible without any regard to those who have gone before us. Or we will most likely be in error. It's hard to deviate from 2,000 years, a 2,000-year deposit of faith and not be wrong. It's also important to remember that the Bible does not stand alone individually. The church, the apostles, the disciples were before, they stood before the Bible stood. And they gave as a gift 
to the church the Bible, the sacred scriptures, this record of the New Testament, as did the uh, Jewish people, the Israelites, give as a gift the record of the Old Testament. That book belongs to the church, and apart from the church, you cannot understand God's revelation, and you will never know who Jesus is. This gospel reading this morning, besides giving us some insight into uh, how dangerous television might be, uh, also gives us a duty. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. So once we understand who Jesus is, once we understand that it is the Old Testament pointing us to Jesus, it is the Old Testament pointing us to salvation in Jesus, it is the Old Testament pointing us to God in Jesus Christ, then we have a duty as we have been saved, as we have been made whole by this record of scripture pointing to God and God's revelation in Jesus Christ, we have a duty to do the same, to go out and to preach repentance, to tell tell people and ask people and beg people to turn from self-centeredness, to turn from sinful ways or ways that are not of God. And also a very important message to give is one of forgiveness, to go out and let the world know they are loved that they are forgiven, that there is nothing in the world they can do that it goes beyond God's forgiveness and God's love and God's mercy. That is a message that is sorely needed. In an age of tolerance, when we leave everyone alone to their own devices, they need to hear about repentance and correct living. But they also, the world needs to hear about forgiveness. You are loved. You are of worth to God. You are of more worth than you could ever imagine. And there's nothing you can do that God will not forgive you for. Come be made whole. Come be healed. That is our duty. Once we ourselves recognize God's forgiveness of us, once we ourselves recognize who Jesus is in our salvation in him, we have an obligation. We're obliged to show the same mercy to others that God showed to us. That's a very important thing. So, if you want to know who Jesus is, if you want to know Jesus, if you're searching for Jesus, do not look to the History Channel. You will not find him. Rather, look to the church and to the scriptures and to the people. Look to the church and to the scriptures and to the people with humility and love and you will find him here. So dedicate yourselves, brothers and sisters, to providing an alternative to television shows about Jesus to this world. Dedicate yourselves to letting the message of God's love and forgiveness and mercy in Jesus Christ. Dedicate yourselves to having that message be known and be louder and broadcast better than what you find on the TV. Let us pray that we may be evangelists in a dark and broken world. Let us pray that we may bear with us God's love and God's mercy. Let us pray that we may carry with us the true Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.